Hey friend, I'm Beth Ann Schwamberger, host of the Brilliant Business Moms podcast. This show is all about brilliant women, just like you, who are growing their businesses in the margins. You're juggling nap time and work time, wiping up messes with writing blogs, and I don't believe you need big, impressive numbers or shiny accolades behind your name to be brilliant. This show is about realistic, doable strategies that will work for you and your business right where you are. Big and little wins are celebrated here, and every single one of my listeners is a big deal in my book. Grab your coffee, and maybe the laundry, and be encouraged by business mamas who'll make working in the margins just a little more fun. Hello, hello, friends. You are going to love today's episode with Joanne Crone of No Guilt Mom. So Joanne is a former elementary school teacher. She's a mom of two, and she has the best resources for really they're geared right towards your kids. So rather than you as the parent having to go through courses and products, she has resources to help kids connect with their siblings, to help them connect with their emotions and manage those emotions, to become more responsible for their homework, and all sorts of incredible things like that. So you're going to get to hear from Joanne on how she created her products, how some simple tweaks and repositioning of her products made a big difference in her sales, and how she's now using Facebook ads to fast track her growth and her sales and ensure that she is getting the right people on her email list who are excited to hear from her, excited to buy her products, and She doesn't have to just cross her fingers and hope that Google and Pinterest are going to love those blog posts that help her draw in the right people. So she's taking things uh, into her own hands these days with Facebook ads, and you're going to love hearing from her. Another thing I love about Joanne's story is that she turned on her ads. They worked pretty quickly, but then because of the pandemic happening, they tanked after a bit. And so Joanne was able to rally, come up with a new product that she felt was perfect for the market at this point in time, but will also help her business to grow long-term. She pivoted and her ads are doing so amazingly well. (laughs) So you'll get to hear all about that in today's episode. Now, if you are interested in learning Facebook ads from me, you can head to brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash ads. That's ADS. Super simple. Brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash ads. We are always accepting applications for my Facebook ads intensive. The next round will start in mid-June and applications are due in by June 4th. But if you happen to be listening to this podcast and it's after June, it's it could be a year later, it's okay. You can still head to brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash ads because we keep those applications open on a rolling basis because if you're interested and you want to apply, we want you to go ahead and be able to do that right then and there. Now, really quickly, I just want to explain the reason we have an application and it's not just a course that you can purchase and enroll in is because Facebook ads is a beast. It's a lot to learn and I want to help my students see as much success as humanly possible. And so that means we go through the lessons together. We do them live. There's a weekly assignment. There are weekly coaching calls because 
you will be getting a ton of feedback from me and my fellow ad mentors. We are looking at your pages. We are looking at your copy, your images. We are coaching you all along the way because that's what it takes to be successful with ads. So another interesting thing about ads is that Joanne has actually been attempting to run Facebook ads for quite a few years now, but in the past, she always lost money on them. When she joined the intensive, she learned how to get that upfront profit, build her list full of the right people, and her ads are going so much better. And so you'll get to hear from her what that difference is. Why are her ads working so well now when in the past they didn't work so well? So again, if you're interested, brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash ads. Now let's get to the interview with Joanne. So today on the show, I have Joanne Crone with me, and I'm so excited to chat with her. She's a mom. She's the founder of NoGuiltMom.com. And Joanne, I'd love if you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got started with your online business. Sure. So I, I, I started my online business about five years ago. And before that I switched careers a lot. I was an elementary school teacher for about six years before that. And before I was an elementary school teacher, I worked in Los Angeles in the television entertainment industry, like in television production and working with like, if you've ever seen the show Entourage, I was an assistant at a talent agency for a while. So I had it that whole life before. So I was in teaching and uh, my son, who's my second born, I was pregnant with him and he was born in July. And so I'm like, oh, I'm just going to take a year off just, you know, to take care of the baby and take care of my daughter who was just entering kindergarten. And during that year, that's the time I started my site. Uh, and I started maybe in that February I just didn't go back to teaching after that because I'm like, wow, there's all this flexibility. I get to be creative. I get to be my own boss. Okay, let's give this a go. Let's be a stay-at-home mom. And it just went from there. So No Guilt Mom is kind of started around the purpose of maintaining your happiness and being happy as a mom while also being able to be a good parent to your kids. I totally acknowledge that, you know, to be a good mom, you don't have to be there on the floor playing Legos. If you don't like to play Legos, you don't have to make yourself available 24 seven. Like there's all this guilt in parenting that we put on ourselves. That's just, it's not necessary. And the way to be the best mom is to take care of yourself take care of your mental health, and also just be there and respond to your kids. So in No Guilt Mom, I help moms in two ways. I'm there for that inspiration and that sense of support saying that, no, you do not have to hold all this guilt and do all these things. But I also create classes and courses for kids to teach them homework skills, making a homework routine, which is such a struggle in people's lives, or teaching them about strong emotions and conflict management, just to give parents those tools to take it kind of be there beside them to help teach their kids and also empower the kids to be more independent, more self-sufficient, and just make the family as a whole happier. So that's, that's my business. That's it. So many things, but I, yeah, I love the focus of your site and your business. And I have to say, when I first saw your homework program for kids, and I'm sure I'm not naming it correctly, but I loved the premise that this is not more homework for parents. The point is 
this course is for your kids. This program is for your kids so they learn how to be more responsible and take ownership of their schoolwork. So I'd love to hear from you a little bit more about that program and how the development of that came about. Sure. It's called Homework 911. And it started from a sponsor post with like a drugstore where they gave me these school supplies. And I'm like, oh, what could I do with these school supplies in the post? And so I mapped out how to create a homework box and a homework routine. And that post got a lot of great feedback on it. So I thought, well, okay, I really want to create a product. Maybe I can create a product around homework. And Homework 911, when it started, was not the Homework 911 it is now. When it started, it was a course for parents. It was teaching parents how to create this, how to like coach their kids through creating this homework routine and creating this homework box and all, all the things there. And then it just, it did not sell. Like no one wanted it. No one was interested in it. And I was like devastated, of course, because here I was a newbie blogger. I still have not had a good product that people actually wanted. And luckily I was in a mastermind at the time and we were talking about it in the mastermind. And one of the people in it was like, well, you know, there's like these other series. She mentioned actually Dave Ramsey's series about teaching money to kids and a light bulb just went off. And I'm like, well, what if I just make the course to kids? I'm a teacher. I'm kind of more comfortable in that area anyways. I'll just create this video course for kids. And so I wrote some scripts. I set up my camera. I recorded like the whole course probably in a week and I launched it and it it took off and it changed how kids did their homework. It took like all of the stress off parents because not only did their kids know the skills, but because their kids were being put like in control of learning the skills and in control of their own routine, the parents didn't have to nag or they didn't have to remind. The kids were like, oh, okay, I, I got this. Good. I'm good. So it, it took off from there. And that's how, that's how it started. I love that <laughs> so much. And I have to say, you know, business moms will come to me all the time and feel like, is my product just not what people want? Like, is this just not something people are willing to pay for? And almost always the solution isn't that, oh no, no one will ever pay for homework help or no one will ever pay for this thing over here. Usually it is just about how it's positioned, who it's for, and coming up with a unique selling point that makes it different from other things in the marketplace. So, I mean, that's exactly what you did. Yeah, that's what I found too, because it was honestly the same exact material I had in the course for parents, except it was just directed to kids. So it's interesting how, how that could happen and how positioning makes such a big deal. Yeah. Ah, I love that so much. (laughs) Okay. Now you have another product that you've developed more recently that I think also there's a lot of, it's basically the kids are doing this new product too, right? Yes. So I have, I have a few courses now for kids because after homework 911 took off, I'm like, well, I'm just going to redo all of my courses for kids because this seems to be really a need with parents. So I created a morning routine course for kids where they kind of map out the steps they need for their morning routine. I created a not so bummer summer, which is kids like have this huge goal for the summer. And I teach them how to plan and organize and manage their time and like break down a goal into steps, like 
all the things we learn as entrepreneurs and productivity. I teach that to kids. Emotions 911, which teaches how to understand your emotions so that you can express them better to people and that it's not like you're a raging ball of like terror or like anger, but rather, you know, putting those emotions out in very productive and communicative ways. And then, gosh, I feel like I've been on a product creation spree this past year. (laughs) I'm just like listening and listening. Most recently, it's the sibling journal, which is a journal for kids, for brothers and sisters to use, not with each other. Each sibling like has their own, but it teaches those lessons of emotions 911, except in a journal form. And it gives kids a script to talk with their siblings about problems and how to embrace that positive relationship with your sibling and how to make it even better. So that just came out. It's in beta right now with my, like, my beta group. So it's right, okay, been a lot. Like just talking about it, I'm like, oh, what have I done? <laughs> I know you've been hard at work. You've been, well, because even during the ads intensive, you were like, okay, I've got this other offer. I'm going to test out this other offer because I know in the ads intensive, it was a little bit trickier to get the homework 911 to work, right? So the ads intensive, like, oh, it really opened my eyes onto like where we were talking about positioning of products and the right time of products because I started and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get people in homework 911 and I have this guide for parents. It's like this little routine, like how to set up a routine. Very, very short. And then my tripwire was my book that I wrote, Drama Free Homework with some additional videos and training. So it was working. It was working for like the first, like last few months of February, first few months of March, and then this pandemic hit (laughs) and everything just went downhill, like no profit on the ads. It, It was really, it was horrible. So much so that I was like, I need to pull this. This is not the right offer for this time. And I pulled it and I had, I had nothing. I had nothing else to put on a Facebook ad. I could have done like a straight to sales page thing, but I'm like, oh, I just don't want to do that right now. I don't think it would be as effective as it as I want it to be. So I, I had the sibling journal and I knew that for my next launch of the sibling journal, which I kind of want to do in August or September, I'm not sure yet, but I knew I needed more people on my list. And I really wanted to start building my mailing list for that sibling journal in particular. So I went back to the drawing board and I'm like, okay, I need to create a new product, (laughs) which is the scariest thing in the whole world because I I do these courses and I know these courses do not convert unless people know me. Like if they're on my list and if they know who I am and they kind of like get the concept of me teaching their kids, they're like, yes, I get it. Sign me up. But as far as cold subscribers, they just... They, they don't convert, I found. I haven't found a way yet. So I thought, okay, well, what if I make something like fun, fun for the kids, completely kid-oriented? So I came up with uh, this sibling adventure where the freebie, and I thought a lot back to the intensive because one of my big problems in the intensive was getting my freebie to connect really well with my tripwire. It did not have as strong of a connection for the drama-free homework that I would have liked. But with this, I'm like, well, I could create the products to connect extremely well to each other. So I created this sibling adventure mission log, which is just a journal 
with missions for the siblings to complete stuff like tell your siblings something that you appreciate about them. Go play neighborhood bingo where you just go around and like find things in the neighborhood. Really simple stuff. And that was the freebie. And they have like little places to write like what they did. It's really colorful. And then the tripwire is a sibling adventure pack where with for each of those missions, there's pre-made, pre-planned activities to complete each mission in that journal. So for example, like for the sibling appreciation, there's a sibling appreciation poster, kind of like the all about me poster where kids can fill it out for their sibling and just give it to them. And so that was my product. It took me about a month to get off the ground because it was the drafting. And then I gave it to a designer because I definitely know designers can do much better than I can design wise. And then I put all the stuff up and I just started it a few weeks ago and it's going bangering. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> that is so exciting. I mean, I, I just love how, you know, you didn't give up because well, one, I think it helped that at least you saw the potential of ads like before the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> so you knew like, okay, this isn't a crock. It's not like it's impossible to get sales via ads. You're like, okay, I've got some sales, but this homework offer is not currently just, it's not jiving with them. Even no. though I know we tried to like tweak the messaging a little bit and stuff like that. But yeah, it just seemed like it was going to be a pretty big uphill battle. So yeah. I love that you, I mean, you just, the fact that even that it took you only a month, really, I think is pretty incredible. So yeah, I mean, that's so exciting. And it makes perfect sense. I mean, I'm sitting here listening to you talk about this freebie and tripwire. And I'm like, I think I need to go sign up for yeah. that immediately <laughs> after this call, because that's where we're at. It's like every day is that struggle to how can we make today a little bit exciting or fun or something different because mm -hmm. you know I know that I'm obviously not my kids like cruise ship captain or whatever but I kind of feel that too of like I, I want something to look forward to <laughs> today that yeah. feels a little different and fun and I love that there's that focus on the sibling you know connection and doing things together Okay, so I would love to hear, because I nerd out on the data, tell me a little bit more about your ads. Like, what's your return on ad spend? How many leads and customers and things like that? What's happening? So, um, gosh, I just started it last, like a week ago. I started with the $10 ad, and I found that after about three days, I'm like, oh, this is, this is performing very well for me. And so it was about a $6 per purchase and my product is $19. So it was like great, great return on ad spend right there. And I bumped it up to $50 a day and it's still, it's still about a $6 spend on for each purchase. And then just on Monday, I'm like, Oh, cause I asked in our, our, our membership, I'm like, Oh, okay. My checkout page really isn't converting. Like I want it to. And we had a big discussion in there. And I decided at that time to add a bump offer as well, which I'm like, why did I add bump offers before? These are amazing. So I put my morning routine course, Tame Your Morning Chaos for Kids for like an unbelievable deal. Like I sell it for 49 and it's like right now 12 on the bump offer. I could probably raise that. But like 50% of people take the bump offer, which raises my price, my purchase to like $31. 
So it's still like $6 per purchase, but on that ad so far, which is now at $75 a day, which I never thought I'd get to that in ad spend, I've made 55 purchases so far, like 55 purchases. Yeah, it's been amazing. In less than two weeks, right? In less than two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. In less than two weeks, 55 purchases. And that particular ad started on Thursday, I think. So in less than a week, 55 purchases on that one. And it's, it's just been amazing. Like it's one of those things where I knew this year, like, I really want to grow my business. I want it to be bigger. I want to have more people come on board with me. And I knew that to grow it, I needed to get the advertising down. I needed to learn it. I needed to know how to make it profitable because I've been struggling with this for like three or four years trying to get advertising profitable. And I've always ended up spending so much more than I made. And so this past week, I've been like, whoa, this is working now. I can scale using this. So it's been really exciting. That is really exciting. So now you're at $75 a day and you're still mm-hmm. getting like at least a 3x return on ad spend? Yeah, it's, it was like 2.93 yesterday, okay. I think. But yeah, it's, it's been a 3x return on ad spend. So I've been bumping it up and I plan to bump it up again on Thursday or Friday. Yeah. I love it. It's been exciting. So exciting. Yeah. And I will say too, so there is that balance between having the perfect offer at the perfect time. That is such an amazing sweet spot when you're able to do that because I mean, you're serving just this need that is so, it's so common right now. Like so many of us parents and so many kids need this. And so, man, again, I just have to say, like, I love that you were able to pivot and do that. And, you know, I think we're in number one for like kind of a long haul. I think as we get into like next winter, we're still going to all be like, I mean, this happens every winter too, where we're all like kind of stuck inside or stuck at home more. And so we need those activities and things to do. So I think you can run with this for a long, long time. I saw it that way when I was creating it because I was at first worried that, oh, is this only going to be a short-term thing? Am am I going to invest a lot of money into this only to be able to use it like for the short term? But for something like this, I saw it being good for when kids are home during the summer and when they're looking for summer activities. And also since I'm prepping for my not-so-bummer summer launch, it kind of pulls in the same people of people who want to keep their kids busy, but they have to work and they do not want to be planning all the activities and being the cruise director. So it fits well with that as well. So I, I'm, I'm ecstatic that it worked <laughs> and I'm just going to, I'm going to see how far it goes. And then I'm playing with maybe printing copies too, because you know, when you put ads out there and when you get out to more people, you get a lot more feedback, which I love feedback because I'm like, Oh, you, you want this? Okay, here you go. I will give it to you. And a lot of it's been like, Oh, it's a lot to print. So hmm, okay. I was looking for that. As well. Yeah. And that, I mean, man, if you've earned 55 customers in a week, you could be up to a thousand customers of this product in not that long. And yeah, you can do a bulk order from a local printer. I mean, even less, I think the first time my sister and I did a little planner and we did it with our local printer, I want to say we ordered like a couple hundred units and that mm-hmm. was it. So yeah, I mean, I think that would make a lot of sense. And there, there's definitely still a portion of the population too, where like, yeah, they just want that physical thing. They want it. I mean, I kind of wonder if your 
return on ad spend will go up even more because so the sibling journal I did it's all printed and honestly like it's a lot of color like see people have emailed me back and been like this took up all the ink and I'm like I'm so sorry (laughs) but uh one thing during that sale they're like well if this was like already printed for me I could get it in a heartbeat also a lot of users in my beta test the printing is a real hurdle for them actually implementing and getting it done because I'll check in with them and they're like oh we haven't gotten a chance to print it and put it together yet so if there's one more thing that I can do for my customers to make it easier to implement, I think it would be printing and I think it would be sending it directly to them. So that's going to be in like my next run of the sibling journal. I'm going to print then too, which is so scary because I've never had a physical product before, Yeah, but also kind of exciting. That is really exciting. And this goes right along with your trend of you're always listening to your audience. You're figuring out how can I make those tweaks to make this easier, more enticing, all of that. I mean, the way you reposition things to be for the kids so they can go through it. And now you're taking things and printing it. And I think people underestimate how powerful those types of changes are. You know, when you make things just a little bit more user-friendly, it can be pretty incredible what those results are. So that's really exciting. It could be huge. Also, like I've always gone by the motto, fail fast. So my whole mission is usually, okay, I have this idea. I'm going to get it out there as fast as I can. I'm going to get the feedback on it and then I'm going to fix it especially like the sibling journal, it was so nerve wracking to me because I could have spent such a long time just kind of agonizing and then like, Oh, I'll bring in some little testers and have them test it. But I was like, I just need the feedback. And I don't think this works as perfectly as I want it to work yet, but I don't know what other steps I can take yet. So I need to have real people using it and have them tell me, okay, this is what worked. This is what didn't. And part of my like sales process on that was, Hey, with this beta, you get me, you get me making stuff for you. You get me, we can get on calls together and figure out ways around it. So it's one of those like sticking points. I think that many people get into where they wait to release something until they feel like it's perfect, but it's never, ever perfect. And that's the one thing that's helped me really get products out there fast. It's just fail fast. That is great advice. I will be honest and tell you that is still a huge weakness of mine to like get things out the door quickly, but you are so right because, and I know for me, my temptation, and I've seen this from other business owners, when I'm insecure or unsure about a product, then my temptation is like, let's add more, let's add this and this and this and this. And then all of a sudden it's like a beast of a thing. And it's like, well, that's not necessarily what everyone wanted, you know, (laughs) versus like, oh, wait, maybe I could have done less work and just gotten it out there and seen, okay, what more do they want? What features are they actually looking for? So, but yes, that is great advice (laughs) to keep in mind. And I always need, I'm realizing, like, for example, I'm thinking about this template pack that I'm getting ready to launch and I'm already realizing like, okay, Bethann, never again, this big, like at least before I like get out there because I'm like, this is just organizationally. It's, (laughs) it's a big challenge, but, but then you like you over deliver more than anyone I've seen. And I think people really appreciate that as well. Just giving everything you have out there because that's something to be said in business too. And people know that you care and know that you want to give them everything like you could possibly think of to help them be successful. That's huge as well. 
That's true. That's a good point. And I love that you bring that philosophy into your business too. So, okay. I would love to hear a little bit more about the sibling journal launch you just did. If you don't mind, are there any numbers that you feel comfortable sharing? Yeah, I share my numbers all day long. I don't know if I know them off the top of my head though, but I can, I can give some estimates. The sibling journal, I did it as beta launch, had two packages available one as just a sibling journal. And then one, it was packaged with Emotions 911 because Emotions 911 goes into the same stuff, but because it's on video, I can address things like tone and body language and all those nonverbal pieces of communication that are hard to address in print. So I had those two packages and I did a four-day launch. I had 45 people who got in the beta and it was about 3,000 in revenue. From that. That's great. Yes. Here's my next question. <laughs> is that the biggest launch you've done or have you had bigger launches in the past? With- my homework 911 is usually my bigger launch because I have affiliates there really bumping up my message and that sells usually around a hundred people come in. Okay. But as far as me doing it on my own, it's about in line with my previous launches. However, I did not list build <laughs> between when Emotions 911 came out in November and then I launched Homework 911 again in February and then this came out. I did not list build. Like my only list building was from my website, just people opting into my website. And I get pretty good traffic there, but it was not intentional list building whatsoever around the product. So I've realized like that is a huge mistake I've been making and uh, one that I'm hoping, well, I know that like doing the Facebook ads now and making it very targeted to the siblings, like the sibling adventure log, I could have done it like a kid adventure log. And a lot of people are like, yeah, can't you just rename it? So like kids could do it on their own or with their cousins. And I'm like, no, I can't rename it because I am attracting a certain type of person <laughs> to the sibling journal. So I'm intentionally list building now for this next launch. I don't know when that's going to happen yet, but I will have the people on my list to do it. (laughs) I'm so excited for your next launch because yes, you have your freebie to tripwire ads, which I truly, honestly, I just cannot sing the praises of freebie to tripwire ads enough. They're amazing. (laughs) Yes, there are other ways to run ads and I do other things as well, but there is something so incredible about you are making a 3x return on ad spend and 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 building up this huge targeted list of buyers. So tell me how many new email subscribers you've added. Yesterday, it was 130. Just yesterday. Just yesterday. Just in one day. Just one day. Just yesterday, 130. So, I mean, my list, I, I prune my list like nobody's business. I have it go through an automation where people do not open or respond to an email. I think it's like three months. They're off. Like they're off the list. So it has not been growing. It's been staying around maybe 17, 18,000 for a very long time. Just yesterday, I'm like, I'm up over 20,000 because of this ad. I'm getting like over a hundred leads a day. And those leads are all just gravy because I'm only spending $75. Yesterday I brought in $270 and all those leads. So I can't sing the praises of the lead to Tripwire enough. Like the Uh, freebie trip wire. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm 
I literally, I'm just so <laughs> like, I cannot wait. We are going to have to do like a check-in because your next launch of the sibling journal, like I would expect it to be conservatively. This is like negative Nancy. I would say it's going to be a three X your this oh. last launch, but I'm more expecting like a five X or more than that targeted list building. And these are the right people. And, and they are buyers. Um, so it, yeah, I'm so excited for you. Well, I was going to say like, it's list building. And then I've started doing your product launch course. And I've also been really pushing the pre-launch, like for this not so bummer summer launch I have coming up in two weeks. I have a pre-launch going. Usually my pre-launches are only maybe a week before the product comes out. And before that, I would give like a shot across the bow survey where I'm like, hey, I'm creating this product. What am I missing? And have people answer that survey. That's all I've done in the past. This time, I started three weeks before. My list knows that Not So Bummer 2.0, it is coming. They are emailing me. They're like, hey, this looks really good. Do you think it'll be good for my kids? And it's not even like my typical pre-launch period yet. Pre-launch makes a huge, huge difference. And I'm, I'm looking forward to this launch. And hopefully, yes. yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. And that is, I will say, I think that is the biggest neglected area of most people's launches is like, they are not doing a long enough pre-launch. They're not doing a deep and involved enough pre-launch, if you will. And I, listen, I will say right now, <laughs> because I'm, a, I'm trying to get my template back out the door and I'm like, oh my word, my pre-launch game has been wimpy. But you know, so that's it. I mean, I don't want anyone to beat themselves up because sometimes we do just have to like get things out the door. But man, oh man, when you are able to do a great pre-launch, it makes a huge difference. Because like you're mm -hmm. saying, if you have people who are emailing you saying, when is this opening? They're asking you questions already. It's like, you know, that interest is there. They are mm -hmm. going to show up on launch day and it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. And it's also like, it's not a perfect process either. I think that was one of the misconceptions I had before. Like I would have to be so organized and everything would have to be done. So, and I would have to have my entire product before I started marketing my product. And I mean, this is, is not that way. Like I, I did my makeup today because I'm going to be filming four new lessons for not so bummer summer, which comes out in two weeks. <laughs> and it's, it just all happens together and it, it doesn't have to be perfect. You just yeah. do what you can when you can and go from there. Exactly. It's just like writing out that list, taking it step by step. Yeah. I think a lot of people wait way too long to launch because they're expecting perfection and yeah, it's not going to happen. Oh, I had a quick question circling back to building your list and building it full of the right targeted people, because you mentioned that, you know, so you had a decent sized list at 17 or 18,000 that you had built up mostly organically, right? Yes. Oh, oh I have stories about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, I want to hear the stories real quick, but before I forget, I'm curious, like how many new organic email subscribers do you typically add to your list? Like in a month? It's about 1200 a month. 1200 a month. Okay. So you're doing pretty good organically, but then that's interesting that you're saying, okay, but because you're weeding people, it basically was st staying stagnant. Yeah. But I need to tell you where those are coming from. Okay. So I have a, a post that has always done well on my site about really simple science experiments parents can do at home. It brings in a lot, a lot of traffic and it, the opt-in for it is just like a printout of all the science experiments. So I was getting a lot 
of opt-ins from that post. Whereas people like don't care about the rest of the stuff I had to offer. Like I would send them the follow-up email being like, Hey, this is who I am. They just would not open it. And then like two weeks later, they're the people who are saying like, stop emailing me, stop texting me, stop. And I was just getting so mad and like just sad with all the negativity. So recently I've gone back and I put like a little thing, a little radio button like Amy Porterfield does, which is like, Hey, yes, I am a parent and I want to raise self-sufficient kids or no, just give me the freebie and that's it. We're done. So now those people who are like, just give me the freebie, they're off my list right after they opt in. And the people who stay are going to be much more likely to, uh, to stay and and be lovely. I love too, though, that even though, okay, that post was getting you a lot of traffic and was, you know, adding a lot of email subscribers. The one thing I love about Facebook ads is like, I don't have to hope that Pinterest or Google is going to love my blog post about the topic that I want my business to be about. You know what I mean? Because like you're saying, that can be hard. Okay. If you want your homework posts or your siblings and feelings posts to really take off on Pinterest or Google, that, that can be like an uphill battle. Yeah. But you can basically say, all right, well, I'm going to take this into my own hands. (laughs) I'm going to go show this freebie and tripwire and let Facebook help me find the right people who are going to be interested and essentially like fast track that List and it feels like you're in more control. Yes. Now let's clarify though, and and you know the work and the uphill battle, because oh, yeah. I think a lot of people assume <laughs> they're like, oh, I'm going to get into Facebook ads. Great. And so they're like, boop, boop, boop. Let me go into ads manager and just set something up instead of a, it's not that simple. No. Like, on the one hand, it is like, yes, anyone can go into ads manager instead of a campaign. But we're talking again about we want a free bit of trip our campaign. We want profits up front. We want the right people on our list. And so all of that does take a good amount of work and time. <laughs> I mean, I've been doing this for like three or four years and this is the first time I've been successful. And also I, we, like you started your intensive, I think beginning of February. And yeah. I've been doing all of that instruction. I've been doing all of the work. And then finally here in May, May. I have mm-hmm. it be successful after so yeah. many trials and error and figuring out exactly like how to offer something and how to connect things. And I mean, it is, it's work, but yeah. like after this work, I I've learned so much through my failures on it that I know that the next time I, I put a new offer out there it's going to be much stronger from the get-go. Just like the sibling adventure log, it was much stronger from the get-go than my homework one was because I was thinking about all those things that I had to consider in Facebook ads when I created the product. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So Joanne, I am a little bit curious because you've mentioned how you've been in business for several years and you've tried ads for several years. So Mm. do you mind sharing a little bit about those other experiences and maybe... Because I know there are people listening who've tried ads before as well and basically feel like they are a waste of money, they don't work, and I don't blame people for feeling that way. So I would love for you to share what you feel is the difference between like why your ads didn't work before and why they're now working. There's so many things, but audiences are huge. I went into the intensive knowing that I did not have a good understanding of audiences or who to target or what to target. And so before I was doing just lookalikes, like I would take my mailing list and I'd be like, lookalike, bam, 
am. And I would get nothing. And right now with my most successful ad, I'm not even doing a lookalike. Like they're cold. I learned how to target the people I want. So even though it's a cold audience, I can tell Facebook, okay, I want women between these ages who have kids in like elementary school and who like some of my best audiences, it's funny. It's like Target and Starbucks, <laughs> Target and Starbucks. And like, I just think of me, I'm like, what do I like? <laughs> and because my avatar is so similar to me and my friends. So just learning about those cold audiences, that was a game changer. And learning about how to connect the tripwire to the freebie. Because I could always get leads. They weren't high quality leads though. They were more like, oh, like, oh, somebody just opted in. Great. And then they would barely ever buy my tripwire because there was not a strong enough connection, nor was my, my sales game very on point there either. Knowing who you're targeting, writing to who you're targeting, and then making sure there's a really clear connection between the freebie and tripwire. That's so great. And one thing I want to point out for people listening, I don't want you to take from what Joanne said that, oh, wait, so I shouldn't do an email lookalike. I should only do cold interest. But what we're saying is like, yeah, that's something we dig into in depth in the intensive because I think people are so used to hearing, oh, lookalike audiences are amazing because this, yeah. this, this. They can be amazing, but there's a lot of details you've got to know. It's it's really situation specific. And so in your mm -hmm. case, it was like, you know what? Those email lists, those email subscribers aren't necessarily your ideal customers right now. So it kind of yeah. makes sense that lookalike of them, yeah, it wasn't the right fit, but you can, yeah, you can go out there and, and find those people that are the right fit and are responding. And like my plan is once I get more purchases for the sibling adventure log, I'm definitely going into my email. I'm creating a lookalike audience of those people. And I'm going to try that one out and yeah. see how that works. Oh yeah. You could try. I mean, once you have a couple thousand new targeted subscribers for this new offer, which you're probably, yeah, I think I have, I think yeah, I have. Yeah. You're, you're already there. So you could try a lookalike for them. Yeah. Really soon. And that would be a whole new campaign too. So you'd yeah. be horizontally scaling. That would be amazing. I'm going to try that. Yes. And the other thing too is if you have Zapier, you can make sure those new email subs are continually being zapped in to Ooh. an email subs audience. So that way it's always getting bigger, bigger with the new email subs. And then your lookalike continues to get better and better. I'll have to try that. That'll be yeah. my next one. If I have, how many do you think? A thousand, 2000 targeted leads, but should I wait? I would probably wait till you have at least 3,000. 3,000. Okay. Yeah. I could do that. Um, just because I know now my template offer is probably quite a bit more specific and like less people are interested in it. But yeah, I know for me, it was around 3,000 leads in my base audience before that lookalike really showed you know, some promise. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I will, I, I look forward to horizontally scaling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All these things you, you now know and are awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, this has been so fun, Joanne. It's always fun to get to spend time with you. So before we wrap up, do you mind sharing either a funny or an adorable mom moment that's happened? Oh, can it be like where I've totally messed up as a mom? <laughs> Yeah, that works too. A no guilt mom moment. A no guilt mom <laughs> moment. It, it's one of those no guilt mom moments where like I, I feel almost ashamed sharing it because like I have a bit of shame for myself that had this happened, but I, I need to get over it because other people probably have it doing too. So my daughter loves baking. She's 11. 
She knows how to bake. She, she takes control of it herself. She knows how to use the oven. I knew baking too. And so I'm very, very comfortable with her doing it because I know the skill she has. I know how careful she is. I know everything that goes into it. Something that I did not know <laughs> is how to fry. Like I, I've never fried anything before in my life. And she found this recipe for churros on Friday. And I go into the kitchen and she has this pot of oil on the stove and it's like bubbling. And I'm like, oh, oh, you got this. <laughs> and my husband, thankfully, saw it and he's like, this is like a burn the house down, Joanne. This is, this is not okay. We got to get in there. And thankfully he was there to be like, okay. But it's just one of those moments where you, you can make mistakes as a mom. You can have like bad judgment. And I totally own up to the bad judgment of that situation and I mean, that's why we both parent. Like, it's not just the responsibility of one parent in the house. It's like when there's two of you, it's okay if someone catches you in not the best parenting moment so that you can correct it later. Yeah. But I've learned the dangers of frying. That's yeah. so, and yeah, I'm trying to think. Do donuts, is that frying when you dip them in? Yeah. I, okay. Because, yeah, I remember yeah. doing that. It's been quite a few years. Before children, I used to make decent food. <laughs> and then I like... I've never fried. (laughs) But I'm curious now. So what was the, was it going to like smoke up the house or? It's like he was more worried about it splashing out and catching fire on something near the stove. And I mean, as high a heat as they had it. Yeah, that probably could have happened. Yeah, definitely. I I probably should have been there and been like, I'm going to watch you guys just in case there's something that goes on, which obviously now in the future, I will. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's such a good no guilt mom moment because yeah, that's, I'm trying to think back. I'm sure in the past month, there's been something where it's like, oh shoot, I should have been watching my children. You know what I mean? Like they are always, you know, at any age too, like it's yeah. not the little ones, but they can always be doing something where it's like, uh-oh. But there's so like, much shame, like, we associate with that. And so when this happened, like, my first instinct was like, oh, I'm shameful. I'm such a bad mom. And then I'm like, no, you know what? Yeah. No, we're going to own this. I, like, posted it on social media that I did it. And I got the comments being like, oh, you should always watch your kids around knives and scissors. And I'm like, guys, come on. No, like, this is yeah. just a one-time mistake. And it's, it's okay. Yeah. I think one of the things that makes people good parents is like you are, we do have to foster that independence in our kids and slowly give them, Mm -hmm. you know, more and more responsibility. And yeah, I don't watch my nine-year-old with scissors. I mean, really? Everyone? (laughs) And it's like, and those those little moments when kids fail too, they're the best teaching things because Mm -hmm. my daughter was making lemonade like three years ago and we taught her how to cut lemons. And I was right there in the kitchen. And guess what? She looked away for a second when she was cutting lemons and she sliced into her finger and it was bleeding everywhere. I was right there. (laughs) There was nothing I could have done in that instant, but with her, she has not cut her finger on a knife since then. She knows what happened. She knows the repercussions all because that happened. Right. And that would never have happened if I was too controlling of the situation. Right. That's so true. Yes. I have to say, Chris, maybe in the last year or two, so Holden is nine. He, yeah, let him start using like sharper knives and practicing cutting. And I... (laughs) I'm totally a wimp. So at first I'm like, oh no, babe. But now I am like, yeah, that's good. Like this is how we teach our kids and they slowly learn those skills. Like I don't want to send him off to 
college and he doesn't know how to cook anything or, you know, do a load of laundry or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I'm, I'm a Girl Scout leader. And so we took our girls camping and one of the girls was afraid of fire. We're teaching you how to make a fire right now. And she did it and she conquered it. And it's just like having kids face those fears. It's so powerful. And like teaching them how to do the dangerous things safely. Yeah. So powerful. So yeah. That's really good. That is absolutely a no guilt mom moment. Like I don't, yeah. So, okay, Joanne, this has been amazing. Can you remind everyone one more time, where can they find you online? They can find me at noguiltmom.com and also on Instagram and it's noguiltmom there too. Love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wasn't it so great getting to chat with Joanne? I loved hearing her story. I loved those just nuggets of business advice on how to reposition things, how to set yourself apart in the marketplace, make your product more convenient for your potential customers, and also how to make sure you're building your list full of the right people and not just whatever is popular and whatever is bringing you traffic to your blog. I got to tell you, friends, that traffic does not always convert into the right subscribers and the right customers. So you need to be strategic with the way you're earning traffic and earning those targeted subscribers. So I hope you took away some great business lessons from Joanne. And don't forget to check her out at noguiltmom.com. And of course, if you would like to be a part of the next round of the Facebook ads intensive that I run, you can find out all the information about the program and apply to be a part of it at brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash ads. That's brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash A-D-S. And of course, now it's your turn to head out there and be brilliant.